If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be... Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh... And Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, this, guys, is the show. It's the show. You know the show. That one. The one where I, Josh Rubin... And I, Noel Deneen. ...come together once a week over a single topic, and from that topic, we come up with a whole lot of ideas. I mean, we come up with, I'd say, I personally come up with one or two and I whittle that down to about one or two. <laughs> Noel comes up with probably six or seven hundred that he whittles down to about two or three. And uh, we just give them to you. We give you these ideas that are designed to get you incredibly rich incredibly quickly from the topic of the day or of the week, really. Wouldn't you say it's the week? Yeah, sure. It's the day of the week. It's the day. It's a day of the week. You're absolutely right. Um, then we give them to you. You take them. You action them. You get incredibly rich. Once again, incredibly quickly. And then you take some of that money that you made. And you toss it back. You pay it backwards. You're not paying it forwards. You're paying it backwards. Because we did you a solid by giving you this incredible idea that you used to get incredibly rich incredibly quickly. And you now are going to be like, those dudes were righteous. They were so good to me. I should do something for them. And what are they going to do, Noel? After you're just stupid rich. After you're, you know... Giving out Lamborghinis as tips, basically. You say, hey, I did not get here on my own. Josh gave me that one idea, maybe two ideas. Noel gave me so many ideas, whittled down to two ideas that day. I owe them a little something in return. I owe them 10% of everything I made while I got rich. Tithe us. It's the deal. That's right. That's the deal. That is the deal. That's the deal. That is the deal. I feel like in the world today, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. People are are starting to warm up to that idea. You know, we're we're a lot of people are are searching for a kinder, gentler world. Yeah, we're that. We are the kinder, gentler world. Sure, that's a sad state of affairs. We're not trying to rip anyone off. No, we're not. Just want what's ours. Well, we want what we deserve. Yes. And I think it's reasonable to feel like we deserve a 10%. Super reasonable. When you've made, you know, anywhere from five, six hundred million up to a trillion dollars. Yeah. 
I mean, what's it going to, how's it going to feel when you're the first trillionaire in the history of the world and uh, when people ask you, you came up with this great idea, how'd you get, you know, you and how did you come up with that idea? And you have to say, well, you know, these guys on yeah. the radio, on a, on, a, on a podcast, they came up with the idea. I yeah. just took it and got really rich. And they're like, oh, did you give them anything? And you say, no. Yeah, no. That's going to look really bad. You're going to look like a jerk. Your PR people are going to be doing a lot of work at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get you, get you back from being canceled. Yeah. We That's live in that culture, man. buddies. We, we can turn on our, our cancel army. We can. We're masters of the cancel army. Yeah. Oh, and, if we were, we would be so canceled. Uh, we would be. You know, Actually, if Radio Free Brooklyn not, wasn't... Is, is what was that? Maybe the fact that we're not is proof of our mastery of the cancel army. Well, if Radio Free Brooklyn weren't a bunch of, you know, 501c3 hippies, yeah. we would have been canceled ages ago. That's true. They... they equal us out <laughs> anyway Noel. yeah it's been a whole week it has well not really i saw you this afternoon you saw me this afternoon lovely little boy yeah it's nice to see a happy baby in these times it is so clueless we have, we have neighbors who have a baby who's just adorable she's really beautiful but man she just scowls oh really yeah just I, I look at her and she just looks at me and furrows her brow and just scowls at me. And Deb, who's like the baby whisperer, uh-huh. even with a mask on, they know she's making faces uh-huh. and they all laugh at her. This baby scowled at Deb. Yeah, no, Nigel likes a good uh, good smile. Yeah, he does. He likes I, I saw it him. Up. I saw him. You made him laugh by shaking your ass in his face. <laughs> you made him laugh by tickling his belly. Uh-huh. You made him laugh by doing the duty dance. Uh-huh. That just shows how advanced he is because I was, Josh was joking that now I've got someone to finally be my audience. And I was giving the example of uh, what would make him laugh when he's seven. And I, would, I was like, here's my butt. Nigel got it. He laughed. Yeah, he's got the sense of humor of a seven-year-old already. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen when he's seven and he's got the sense of humor of a 20-something-year-old. You're really going to be in for it. He's not going to laugh at anything you do. 3D comedy chess will have to be pulling out. 3D comedy chess. Anyway, Noel Deneen. Yes. How have you been, man? You know, I've been pretty good. Uh, It has been uh, a, a pretty active week. I, uh, my niece, uh, got, uh, tested positive for coronavirus. How's she doing? She's doing all right. She's doing okay. Uh, she does have symptoms, but she's also 17, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in really good shape. So she's doing okay. And they are in Michigan. Um, they've got a lake house in Michigan and, uh, they have a side, a separate building that they, it was like a garage and stuff, and they fixed it up and put an apartment in there for when people come and visit them. Uh, so she's actually able to be completely separate from the rest of the family. So her punishment for going out and partying like a rock star with no. all those other kids by the lake in Michigan 
No, 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 no. She got this in Chicago. Oh, she did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, She probably was Yahoo in it where she shouldn't have been. I'm not sure. But uh, they're kids. This is a long time for them to not. I can't imagine what I would be doing. Did they go out to Michigan because she got the coronavirus? Yeah. 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 Well, they're trying to spend as much time as they can there anyway in the summer. Uh But uh, yes, they they took her there because then she'd have the separate place to stay. Uh, But so getting a test for her was a bit of a trial. Uh, I guess it's harder to do in Chicago than in New York. She went somewhere to get a test. They're out of tests, right? She went somewhere else to get a test. They wouldn't give it to her because she was under 18. Really? Yeah. So uh, they went somewhere else and her older sister, or I'm not, I think they went somewhere else or maybe they went back to the same place. No, they went back to the same place, but they went at like seven in the morning. Make sure there's tests. Uh, her older sister uh, is over 18, is a nurse, just uh, graduated college. Um, they wouldn't give it to her even with an adult because she was under 18. This place just had a policy, no test for anyone on, under 18, which is That's- despicable. It's ridiculous, and it's you know it's as stupid as the new CDC guidelines saying that yes. if you're asymptomatic, you shouldn't get tested. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Tom Tenney posted a a great big thing about uh, how he 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 by the way only has a few more days of quarantine, and then he can go out again. But uh, if anyone doesn't remember Tom Tenney, the uh, skipper of the HMS Radio Free Brooklyn, he uh had gone so I found out more of the deal of how he got tested. He had to get dental work done and they had a policy there where you have to get a test. Yeah, Deb had to get a procedure done, not dental work, but mm-hmm. and the the first thing they did was give her a test. Mm-hmm. So uh they uh he tested positive, asymptomatic. So he's been in his apartment, I think he's doing better now, but he was really kind of freaking out at first, right? Um, but uh, so he posted a big thing about how uh, he was completely asymptomatic, got a test almost imposed on him on random, and uh, he's been very safe. And he was amazed that he had it. Everyone needs to get tested. We, we need to be testing people. Um, anyway... Um, so then she went somewhere else and did, was able to get the test. Um, so there's that. Uh, she's doing all right, though. Um, I got... Do we have it? Pardon? Anyone else in the family get it? Doesn't look like. Doesn't sound like so far. Um, and it, I think it, it's been pretty much long enough where, where you'd know, unless it's like a freakishly long time for it to show up. Right. But... Uh, um, and then, I, I we so my my hair. I'm a big hair cutter. Um, I at one point had a short, like not stylish, like military flat top for 18 years. Everyone thought he was a cop. <laughs> Everybody thought I was a cop. Um, cops thought I was a cop. After after September 11th on the train, there'd be dudes like kind of give me the wink, 
Like, yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, um, and, and then after that, I did grow my hair out, but I was still was pretty rigorous about getting a cut uh, very regularly, uh, every month. Well, it had been a little long since I'd gotten my hair cut already, and I was like, oh, I got to get my hair cut, and then we got locked down, and my hair has not been cut. So my hair hasn't been cut since probably end of January, beginning of February. Uh, it was an all-time length. I looked like a freaking wino, if you ask me. Uh, you didn't look like a wino. It looked a little greasy the few times I saw you in per- person. Like, you didn't, you hadn't been washing it. Oh, enough. I was washing it every day. Oh, maybe that's the problem. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, so the other day, Nan was like, you gotta cut my hair. And I did. It ended up looking okay. It, it was so stressful, and I didn't do the best job. It, it, uh-huh. w- I would have liked to clean it up a little at the end, but she was like, no. Uh, the, my biggest problem is it, it all ended up shorter than she meant to because she uh-huh. pointed to where she wanted on the side, right? Basically just a bob, right? Just cut around. Well, I didn't cut straight. So by the time I got around to the other side, I was an inch and a half different. So then I had to cut up to even it. Half different? About. That's a big difference. Maybe an inch. Let's call it an inch. Uh, I'm going with your initial thing of an inch and a <laughs> it half. Was, it was a... You realized, you realized that even I know that that's a lot of hair. Yeah. So uh, it ended up shorter than the meant. But, it, but, you know, she after she like curled it and put some product in it, it actually looks pretty good now. You should have left it and called it an asymmetrical bob. That's where I was going with. That's what uh-huh. I was going for. I was trying to all the rage. I up. mean, usually it's in the front, yeah, or the sides, something like that. It would have been yeah. one side uh, longer than the other. Yeah, asymmetrical bob. That's where I was going for. Um, so then I was like, I I can't just be the only person here not getting their hair cut. So I got uh, some clippers and some guides, uh, and they arrived yesterday, and today. Actually, I when I bumped into Josh, I was a long-haired hippie freak, and now, once again, I could be mistaken for a cop. Mm, a cop who hasn't gotten his hair cut in a okay. while. Okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little long for a cop. Yeah, but oh, I feel so much better. It was so much hair. Was it? Ah, uh, it was so much hair. Did you do it all with the clippers, or did she use scissors? Clippers. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. It is pretty impressive. You want to come over and cut my hair? Uh, Maybe she, maybe, I told her she I'll should start charging. You. I want you to cut my hair. I'll cut your hair. Yeah, okay. What, what, uh, what guides do you need? Do you know your numbers? No, but it's all right. We'll just go right to the skull. That's fine. Skin fade. Yeah. But like over the whole head. But I wanted that real fade. Like, I really wanted to blend in so you can see the different sort of shades as it goes up. Oh, I'll do it, and I'll carve, like, a lizard on the side or something. Yes. Are those the videos you had her watch? Of how to carve a lizard on the side of your head? How to cut hair. Like, the ones where the guys do, like, the super 
intricate designs and stuff like that? No. So uh, the clipper we got is a wall. Uh, and it. I found a place that actually it's a. When I first started looking, I started looking at like fancy clippers that you'd see at the barbershop. And they were mm. pretty expensive. And then uh, someone was like, oh, I just got like whatever the home kit or whatever from wall, which is much cheaper. Um, so I started looking at that. But then I still was looking around. I found a barber supply uh, company in New Jersey. And it was, I got the professional stuff, but for just a little more than the, than the home kit would have been. Wow. Yeah. So this thing will last me the rest of my life. Well, well you got to take care of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oiled, I oiled it when I finished, brushed it, oiled it. Got to clean out all that extra excess hair, yeah. oil it up. Yeah. That's what happened. I got a, I got a, one of the, well. Oh, did you get, did you get the, uh, the smock? Yeah. The, I, uh, I needed to spend a few more dollars to make it uh, free shipping. Oh, yeah. So you really don't ever have to go to the barber again. I don't. No, if she, it, yeah, as long as uh, the magic keeps happening. Maybe every once in a while just to, you know, reset it and then keep it up from there. I think I think uh, I can probably, I think she did a great job, and it's her first shot. If I do this every month, within six months, I think she'll be good. And uh, just think all that money that you save that what do you spend usually 15 bucks on a haircut? 15? Yeah. No, the haircut's 45 and then tip. So what's that? 46? <laughs> it's like uh 55 or 60. 55 60. Yeah. You put every because you would go every week or every two weeks. A- every month. I and I started to try and put it out a little longer so I would, I'd go now I'd maybe every Four to six weeks. So sixty bucks, bucks, sixty bucks a month. Yeah, that's seven hundred twenty dollars a year mm-hmm. going into Nigel's college fund. Well, probably going into his uh, uh, preschool fund. Oh, Preschool's gonna break us. Have to have a preschool fund. Preschool is gonna break us, dude. It's so expensive, dude. You've got so much more schooling to do that. You know, if preschool's gonna break you, you really need to rethink. Your preschool no no man nothing will be more expensive than preschool um college will Mm, college will but you take out loans for college okay i mean yeah but that's still going to cost you a small fortune yeah sure maybe there won't even be college by then who knows what world we live in you know you received those clippers by mail and you're still saving all that money because of them that's right god for the United States Postal Service. Yes. They got there in a day. I got to tell you, I had ordered uh, uh, fresh dog food for my dog. Uh Uh-huh. And I was terrified that it was going to be one of those packages rotting in the mail. Because when I called them up and I I, I said, you know, I'd like to place an order, blah, blah, blah. and, And I was like, I should have that by Thursday, right? And they were like, well, you know, with everything that's going on, who knows? Yeah. And then they were like, thanks, bye. And before I could even ask them what their policy is, like, what happens if I don't get it till Saturday and everything's defrosted and it's like ruined? No idea. So I was literally like going like, what the fuck's going on? I hope it. And boom, it showed up right on time. Yeah. USPS, baby. Yeah. Still managed to deliver. Yeah. 
Um, but it's fitting you got those in the mail. It is. Because it ties right into today's topic, Noel, which is? Which is the mail. How to get rich quick with it. How to uh, send yourself via stamped envelope to the top. Yeah, Daddy. Yeah. The mail, Noel. The mail. How are you getting rich with it? I'm going to tell you. Drink a big sip of water. Get ready for this. Strap in, guys. I don't know about you, uh, but my tips, you know, I guess someone could take them and say, hey, post office, I can run this service for you. You can outsource this service. That'll save you uh, and pay me huge amounts of money. Uh, But if not that, these tips that I have today are really for the U.S. post office, just like we did the makeover dodge uh, episode where we had our friend Margaret Dodge come in and we gave her personalized tips to fix her finances. Mine are the same way. I actually was going to make that caveat as well, just because given the situation with the United States post office right now, and suddenly it's got a, it's suddenly decided been decided by the government that by our current government, that the post office is supposed to be a money-making venture. Yeah. But they've never done it before. How are we going to help them make money? Yeah. So go for it. Okay, good. That's really good to know that you did the same thing. Uh, you guys, synchronicity. We're we're in it. Uh, so, yeah. You'd have to be not paying attention to anything to not realize at this point that the U.S. Postal Service is under attack, right? Um Trump is basically trying to dismantle the the postal system so that nobody can vote by mail for the election. Um, they're they're taking mail sorters out. They're defunding them. Uh, it, it's an ugly, ugly situation. Uh, but I don't know if anyone knows this. Uh, the U.S. Post Office was already in pretty serious trouble before that. Um, and probably because there's a history of certain people in the government who want to privatize everything. Um, they just want to get rid of it and have, you know, I don't know, FedEx to everything. Um, but it, it, for quite a while, has been basically under government attack. And the biggest thing in it is uh, their retirement fund. Uh, do you know about this, Josh? I do. So uh, I, I won't go too much into it. I want to. I don't want to quash any ideas that you have. But uh, no. essentially, the U.S. Post Office is being forced by the U.S. government to upfront entirely fund every penny of their retirement. Uh, that that is down the road, and That's unlike five ev- years, uh, huh? You have to be like seventy-five years ahead of it. Yes. So there, you're talking about second, like two to three generations of mail carriers have to be covered before they're even hired. Yeah. So, and unlike other places that are able to do things like. I'm going to buy a bond that by the time you retire will be worth 
the amount you need to retire on. Um, they're not allowed to do that. They have to have cash in the bank, all of it that's needed. Uh, it's basically an impossible task uh, that's been imposed to break them. So, you know, sure we have a massive flurry of attack that's happening right now on the post office uh, and a massive flurry of support that's happening for the, for the post office, but their woes go deeper than this election. Um, and so right now what, what you do have happening is you have a lot of people rallying around the post office uh, and you have a lot of people saying, Hey, you know, if everyone were to go out and buy a book of stamps, that'd be, Whatever, one and a half billion dollars for the post office, they'd be good. They wouldn't be good though. That's the problem. And just keep running for the year, something yeah. Like, uh, and you know, I'm sure all these people that you're seeing on all your social media posting post office, post office, post office. Once this election occurs, they're going to forget about the post office. And really, what what's happening right now is all these people are going out and buying stamps, uh, but they're kind of thinking about it as, well, it's, you know, it's good for everyone. I'll eventually need the stamps. Uh, the post office needs the money, but the post office is going to keep needing that money. And these people aren't going to keep going out and buying stamps. The only people that are buying stamps that they don't need are, uh, people that collect stamps really, uh, you know, no, no one else. So I was thinking, how can we keep people buying stamps uh, regardless? And, you know, I, I went through a bunch of ideas. One idea was just, you know, make everyone make all the envelopes, uh, you know, a dollar to send a piece of mail. But it, it's still it's a losing proposition, right? As more and more things go electronic, everyone needs to mail things less and less. Uh, but you do need this system in place because you do need to get things in the mail. Um, so that won't work. So how do we make people keep buying stamps they don't need, right? Um, and and th- this occurred to me. So I, I, I was a smoker for a long time. Um, and I, uh, a couple of years ago, quit. And actually, a couple years ago, Ted A. quit. Uh, haven't had a cigarette in two years. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. But it, it's not like my journey ended there. Uh, so I quit with the Jewel, right? E-cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I smoked that thing, um, and it was great. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, loved it too much, though, <laughs> where it was great for quitting smoking. I'm sure it's better than smoking for you. But it is a very efficient nicotine delivery system. I was going to say, it may be better for your lungs, but it really keeps the nicotine Jones. Oh, and, 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 it, and it makes you grow and grow and grow. Right. So after a while of being clear of the cigarettes, I was just looking at my nicotine intake keep going up and up and up. And I was getting more and more uh, addicted to this thing with less and less gratification tell you the truth right and so with uh the pandemic blossoming and a baby arriving i realized i got to do something about this 
So I got uh, the nicotine lozenges. And I've, now I've, I've quit the jewel on the lozenges. Uh, that That is in check, though. I'm not... But but I can't see it stopping anytime soon. So eventually, <laughs> eventually, I'll probably quit that with the help of something else. Have uh, you ever just cold turkeyed it? I have, yeah. And didn't work. It it worked. I, at one point, I didn't have a cigarette for four years, uh, and then I went back. Um, but if there's a product that has nicotine, eventually, I'm gonna probably get it. So I thought. Maybe you could take, uh, you could have stamps with nicotine in the glue, right? And people would buy them just for the nicotine, right? I eventually probably would be like, enough of these lozenges. I got to buy you as postal stamps, right? Um, and, And then it occurred to me that, you know, that's great. But if you're going to apply that theory, there's a lot of other things you can do with stamps where people will buy them without needing to use them for the mail and just keep buying them. Uh, One thing I was thinking that you could do, this is kind of still on the stamp collector end of things, but Mm -hmm. you could have uh, celebrity chefs doing different rounds of the glue, right? So this is the Wolfgang flavored glues. So you could have, this is the Wolfgang puck glue. This is the whoever, right? All the celebrity chefs. Uh, you could have different medication delivery system through it. You could have serialized comics on it. Acid. Oh, you heard, that's not what I meant by the drugs. I meant like. Uh, no, I, that's what I meant by the drugs. Okay. Uh, you could do that too, but I, I don't know if the government would be behind that one. Uh, but basically that's it. Uh, b- make these ways. The nicotine's the biggest one. Um but if you want to hit the other markets, you can start doing things like uh, comics, serialized comics, um, and the celebrity chef glues. No, I like it. Uh, I, like, I like the idea, especially because, you know, most stamps now are self-adhesive. Yeah. So now you're going to get back to the uh, 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 licking the stamps. Lick them. And, you know... It is, because that's the other thing. You know, how many rolls of stamps do you buy before you're finally like, I never need another roll of stamps again for the rest of my life? Exactly. You know, now, uh, on a regular basis, there's one thing I need to mail a month. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that is, is because my building can't get it together to get my, my uh, account hooked up properly. Um, otherwise, that would be all electronic, too. Yep. Um. Yeah, you you need to make a way for people to keep buying these stamps without needing them. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I like it, my friend. I like it. Thank you. Um, I I was thinking, how do we keep these guys in business? And I went back in time, um, and I looked up some interesting facts about the Postal Service and the post office and many years ago in the in the late 19th and early 20th century uh trolling was a super popular thing Mm -hmm. but they did it through the mail (laughs) people would buy cards that would have uh, uh, a caricature of a male or female 
uh, in in some sort of popular stereotype like a miser or a spinster, mm-hmm. and then there would be a nasty little limerick or verse. Like a, an example is one that they gave is one, hey, lover boy, the place for you is home upon the shelf because the only one who'd kiss you is a jackass like yourself. <laughs> and they would send this off to someone who they didn't like and they would someone would get that in the mail and they would be like, sick burn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I was sort of thinking, that's great. And then I was sort of like, but people troll in the mail already, and it's usually pretty scary and pretty dangerous, right? The people who are trolling in the mail are sending like, I know, I see I have your address, and I can kill you and your family whenever I want to. Yeah. You know, I know where you live. That's the kind of trolling that comes through the mail. It's pretty, it's pretty scary these days. It's not a cute little like, I'm not going to kiss you because you're a jerk mm-hmm. or, you know, why are you so cheap? It's not stuff like that, unfortunately. Then I was like, what's really popular on the internet right now? And I realized it's memes. Yeah. And I think what the post office needs to do is to get a series from the hottest meme makers around. <laughs> hottest meme makers. There, dude, there are meme makers, people who meme. There's a girl that I work with, I used to work with named Aiden Arada. Uh huh. On Instagram, I don't know about her other social medias, but on Instagram, she has something like 70 or 80,000 followers. She is not like a top, you know, her stuff is very interesting and cool, but she's not like considered one of the top, top meme makers. Mm-hmm. Um, there are meme makers who have 20 or 30 million followers. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. That, that people like read their memes. There, there, there's, there, there are, are now art openings that are all meme works because people are seeing meme as uh, uh, modern art because they, uh, 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 in some cases, they read it like poetry, mm-hmm. but, you know, between the imagery and the words and the, the concepts behind them, there are a lot of people looking at memes as if, as, as the, uh, uh, as e-art. Wow. As the, as the first art form of the internet, as it were. So you're going to have the hottest meme makers make exclusive cards that can only be purchased at the post office. Okay. And then people will either collect them for themselves, right? Because who, if you're a fan of meme makers, you're going to buy them anywhere, or you're going to buy them and mail them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the new way to get memes around, select memes around the world, around the country. Because what, how, what makes a meme popular? It's everyone sharing the meme. Yeah. Right? So someone's going to see this card and be like, oh, shit, I got to go get this card. And they're going to run out and get 10 or 15 or 20 of these cards. They got to sell them, send them all to their friends just as they would online, maybe even five or 600 of them, you know? And they're going to send them all to their friends, and the memes are going to spread like wildfire just over time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I think it's a good way for them to uh, make some money. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Uh, you guys, if you want to give Josh some money and me some money, you can do that today. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to Get Rich Quick, quick, bleh, get rich quick with Josh and Noel's show page. Hit the sponsor button. And pledge an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you're like, no way. Like, if you're Trump, I'm trying to shut down the the post office. Screw these guys. 
Uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, and right there from the main page, uh, if you pledge an amount from there, we won't get any of it. Radio Free Brooklyn will get all of it, and you get to really snub it in our face that you didn't want to give us money, right? Uh, but you uh, will be rewarded for your jerkiness by getting a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization, and you get to know that you've supported community radio, the arts, and whatnot. If you want to get involved in other ways, uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter, download the app, iOS or Android. Uh, hey, what's the newsletter called? What? What's the newsletter called? I'm not sure the actual name now. It was Radio... Oh, it changed? I'm not sure. I heard it had, but then I saw something afterwards <clears throat> that still said Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay. I had come up with the name. I, le- I Let me pat myself on the back for a second. That was a good name. Yeah, Radio Free Brooklyn. But apparently, they got a lot of people contacting them saying, hey, you guys are misspelling radio. <laughs> I freaking <laughs> idiots. Uh, but uh, yeah, download the app, iOS or Android. You can listen to the station live. All the archives, all the shows. Get it, guys. If you want to support us in other ways, uh, you can just go and donate money. <clears throat> or another thing that we're trying to push right now is Amazon Smile. You can put in a charity, particularly us, Radio Free Brooklyn. When you buy stuff on Amazon... You don't spend anything extra. Amazon chips in a minuscule amount. Uh, if enough people do, do it, it adds up. As thanks to you guys for listening to all those spiels, <clears throat> Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick. Oh, no. What am I talking about? That's not what happens. Josh <laughs> scours the internet for other little ways for you to get even more little rich. So, Mr. Josh, take it away while I try to compose myself. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. When you give tithe, when you pay your 10% of gross, you are giving God your faith. I believe you're going to open up the windows of heaven. I believe you're going to rebuke the devourer. I believe you're going to protect my stuff. I believe everything you said. Now, even though it looks difficult, God said, let me tell you something. We're in Las Vegas now. Because I want you to take a risk with me. It really ain't a risk. The only person sweating is you. Because you have let money possess you that you don't trust me enough to give you more than you give me. Matter of fact, the deal is good on the front side because I'm the one that gives you the ability to get wealth. I give you 100% and only ask for 10% back. Don't you think that I've got suckered instead of you? And then I'm going to take your 10% and protect your 90%. And then if you're sowing a tithe of an offering, I'm going to give you 30, 60, 100 fold over that. I think that. There you go, guys. That's what we talk about. Yeah, we just got to be more shouty about it, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I think if we invoke God's name as well. Okay. You know, I was looking, I'm looking for Daniel Alley stuff these days yeah. still. But man, that dude is going off the rails. Good. 
See he's, you, Dan. He's he's clearly just given up, or he's moving away from just the, uh, from just the the I'm going to be a motivational speaker mm-hmm. to really getting into the religious aspect of it. His most recent ones was seven ways you can tell somebody is p- truly evil. Really? Yeah. And there was nothing good in it. It was just sort of like tattoos. What? Yeah, it was crazy. Tattoos. Was, he's completely off the rail. Come come to New York, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> come here. I, yeah, I felt like I was trying to see if he was referencing us in there. Mm-hmm. He talked about disingenuous people. Mm. And that I was like, like, he's us. definitely talking and about I got a us. Tattoo. Um he's talking about people that put you down. Uh that's you. Definitely talking about us. Yeah. So, Daniel, if you're listening, come on our show. We'd love yeah. to talk to you. Unless you're chicken. <laughs> anyway, no. Anyway, you guys, U.S. Post Office, how are they going to stay afloat, stay alive, thrive? You know, this is not the easiest time in the world for any business. Uh, it's not just the U.S. Post Office. That's in trouble right now. Industry after industry is crumbling around us. In particular, one industry that nobody wants anything to do with is the freaking airline industry, right? Nobody wants to get in these planes. It, it already had gotten to the point with the airline industry that people were almost done with them, right? It almost wasn't worth it. Because security and lines and the size of your seat, everything just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. What what used to be a, a couple hour, few hour trip now is a day, right? It's your whole day. Yep. Well, at the very beginning of all this, uh, you know, stay at home stuff. I had to go to my office and get a bunch of mail that was a lot and get it forwarded and everything from that point, uh, I everything that was there, I needed to get overnighted to uh, Arizona and going forward, uh, at that point, it was just till mid-April or something like that we were doing it, but uh, of course, it's been extended, but... Um, and it all needed to get overnighted from New York to Arizona. I was amazed at how cheap it was to do this. Um, and it's not just, uh, New York to Arizona. I got my buzzer in a day, right? Uh, and I started thinking if they can do this with mail, why can't they do this with people? I mean, an excellent question that I think many people have asked. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, you'd need some devices, right? So something probably akin to, I'm guessing, a large coffin, right? Uh, and you could have some uh, facilities in there, I guess. Uh, yep. Heat. Huh? Definitely need some heat. You need some heat, I guess. Um, you need some way to probably go to the bathroom. 
Well, you know what? I mean, just and I, without hopefully not stepping on your thing, but, you know, sedatives. What you really need are sedatives okay. to get you through a trip sure. that's going to be a few hours in a coffin. Sure. Um, maybe, uh, you know, a sandwich in there, you know, some sort uh-huh. of little mini bar. Uh, and it could be like a hotel where you take something on that mini bar and like, ooh, didn't realize that was that expensive. <laughs> but not only uh, could you be completely isolated, not have to deal with uh, all these COVID people all around you, not have to deal with security, you also wouldn't have to deal with getting to the airport. And God forbid you're going somewhere not right at that airport, right? If if you're going like, like if I was to go to my sister's lake place in Michigan, I got to fly, I got to get to the airport, get through security, get to Chicago, get from Chicago to two and a half hours away to the middle of nowhere, Michigan. I can send something overnight there and it gets there the next day mm-hmm. in pretty much the same amount of time. So um, you would have door to door service, Right. You don't have to deal with those lines. You don't have to do anything. Like Josh said, take a sedative, go to sleep, binge watch some Netflix series. You're going to do it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And get door-to-door flight service. And and there's so many different uh, you know, ways they could goose that price, right? You, you could say, we don't have heat. We have just very well-insulated boxes. Uh, but if you want heat, you can pay for it. If you want air conditioning, you can pay for it. If you want uh, internet, you can pay for it. If you you know if you want it a little bigger, you can pay for it. If you want an alarm, so that an alarm goes off if your other family members their little pods get moved more than a hundred yards away from you, just to make sure you don't lose the kids in the mail type thing, you know. Um. You can get it. You want to take a dog? Extra charge. Uh, they, they will take out the airline industry. They will revitalize travel. Uh, and as I say, door-to-door to where you're going, not to the airport, to where you're going from where you're coming from. And huge, huge, huge. I can't tell you how many times as a kid... I would pack myself in a box <laughs> and and sit outside of my my house trying to mail myself up to New York to visit my father. Uh-huh. And I never got picked up because there was no doorfront pickup service for the mail, which I didn't know. <laughs> I probably didn't have the right postage on there mm-hmm. either. But, you know, I wanted to do it. It was important to me mm-hmm. to do it. And I would if if that could happen now, I think I'd probably give it a shot. Yeah. I who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Walking into your coffin and slapping a bunch of stamps onto it. Guy walking by and popping those with the stamper. Yeah. Going through the sorting machines. Yeah. It'd be cool. Have a uh-huh. little window so you could see the bowels of the US postal system. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it would be great. I like it. Yeah. I like it. 
Well, my last one is kind of a short one. Okay. But, um, I don't know if you know this. Can I tell you an interesting, here's a quick, interesting United States Postal Service fact. Okay. Up until 1971, the role of the Postmaster General was a cabinet position, mm-hmm. which means what, Noel? Which means they're in line for the presidency. That's right. That's absolutely right. So I had an idea that maybe what you do is you try to get that reinstated, uh-huh. and then you kill everybody <laughs> except the postmaster general, and then they take over, and then they can just fund, they can reverse all of the ridiculous laws that were put into place that the post office had to do, and fund the post office. Yeah. That was, that was an idea for that. But besides that, Here's an interesting fact from the past. Okay. The very first post office was in a bar. Really? Yeah. In Boston, it was the home of, I don't remember, the of Richard Fairbanks, but Richard's Fairbanks' um, home was also a tavern. Okay. That sold strongy water. Oh. Which I assume means imbibable. Sure alcoholic beverages um and i was thinking about and granted this is going to be post-covid obviously going on right now no bueno no um but i was thinking about how back in the 80s and 90s maybe even been more than 90s i don't know if you remember this but the the hot trend at one point was mixing bars and laundromats Mm -hmm. there was one of those in chicago i used to go to there were a bunch of those around the country in every major urban center because it was like the perfect place to meet people. You had time to kill because you were doing your laundry. What are you going to do? I'll go have a cocktail at the bar. You strike up a conversation with someone. It became like the hottest singles thing for a while. There were news programs about it all over the place. And then it sort of died off when more and more people started just dropping their laundry off and not doing it themselves. But I think we all know that one of the big drawbacks about going to the post office is waiting online for extraordinarily long periods of time. Yeah. So now what you do is like going to the DMV now. You take a number, you go, you sit, you have a cocktail, you got your package or your, your, your thing in front of you or whatever it is you're trying to buy, bu- either buy or send or whatever it may be. You sit next to someone that you find attractive. You strike up a kind con- oh, what are you sending? Where are you sending that? Oh, Boston, I'm from Boston. You know, or I'm sending mine to Kalamazoo. Whatever your thing is, uh-huh. whatever your pickup line's going to be. Strike up a conversation, maybe meet the uh, 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 Mr. or Mrs. Right or Mr. and Mrs. Right now, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And 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 you take care of the business that you went for, which was to go to the post office. Yeah. And I think if you turned every post office into a bar, you they're going to make a lot of money once COVID has been brought under control. Sure. Yeah, a lot of money. That's the idea. Uh, yeah, and you could have special. Uh, dry post offices that just serve juice or something for people yeah, who are for on sure. the wagon so they're not tempted. 
That's right. You can have non-alcoholic post offices for people who maybe have uh, are, are sober or or you know don't want to be tempted. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of possibilities out there for what they could do. You know, they could have uh, uh, postal uh, inspired uh, bar snacks. Sure. I don't know what they would be, but you know, little mailbox for, crackers like goldfish, yeah. but mailboxes. Uh huh. First class, first class uh, chicken fingers. Oh yeah. First class fingers. You know, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Flat rate French fries. Yeah. Like a waffle fry. There you go. That's great. That's good. You guys. Right now, at this point, you have a lot of money in your pockets. What are you going to do with that money, right? Just sit there and let it pull your pants down because there's so much. No, that's crazy. You got to do something with that money. We got you covered. Josh found out ways for you to spend that money. Mr. Josh, take it away. Spend that money! (laughs) The Foreman School, which costs an incredible $78,600 per year. There are 230 students on campus with a 3.5 to 1 student-to-faculty ratio, ensuring each student gets individualized care. And there are plenty of options for the children attending the school to do what they enjoy as individuals. Located on a 125-acre campus, the school has a robotics lab, an ingenuity lab, tennis course, and athletic facilities. Within the forest, there's an environmental hut that serves as a research station and provides environmentally focused classes. Students are required to either do a sport or work in the lion's den, a restaurant on campus, six days a week. Though the school has a rather strict schedule with students, it gives them plenty of options to get involved in, well, whatever they'd like. From robotics to early childhood education, there are courses that give students an upper hand before heading to college. For two weeks in March, Foreman School offers an educational experience of the individual's choice. Last year, there was a genealogy program, a filmmaking program, a history of rock and roll program, and even a program called Ingenuiski, where students create their own snowboard or skis from scratch. For those students that have a little more money, there are options to travel to the Galapagos Islands, to learn about Darwin, to go fly fishing in Tennessee, or even to travel to New Orleans to learn about Southern cooking. So there you go. That is the most expensive school or high school in the United States of America. Yeah, it's great. That's where you'll be sending Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. $76,500 a year. Yeah. Done. Where do I now, sign up? If you're putting away that $720 a year, my friend, uh-huh. that's only, what, 100 years before you've got one year's... Uh, it adds up. Yeah. It adds up, exactly. <laughs> you guys, uh, if you want to get in touch with Josh and I, let us know. Ideas for the show, just say hi, uh, fact check us. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at GRQJoshNoel. You can email us at GRQWithJoshAndNoel at gmail.com. You can get, on, uh, get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQJoshNoel. You can uh, go on iTunes or any anywhere now where you get a podcast. Spotify, wh- wherever it is you get a podcast. 
you can subscribe, rate, review. If you haven't done it at this point, come on, what are you waiting for, right? You don't want to be like, oh, I waited till it was cool to do it. No, you want to be on the cutting edge. Right? Yeah, review us, guys. Yeah, do it. Even if you hate us. What were you going to say? I said, even if you hate us. Yeah, we've had one review in the past, like, three years. One new review. We had a bunch to begin with, and then, yeah, then it tapered down. It, it just it didn't taper down. It just stopped dead. We had one, one new review in the past three years, and it's, it's amazingly bad. <laughs> so come on, guys. Rate review. If you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you, tune in. Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Listen to the show uh, as it airs. Get the schemes five days for anyone else. Uh, get there early. Listen to Art Star scene. Lots of fun right before us. Stick around afterwards uh, for the circuit. If you're listening to us as we're broadcasting now, stick around. We've got the circuit coming up. Uh, you guys, there's a lot of good things going on at Radio Free Brooklyn. You should be listening. You should be taking part. Uh, and if not, you're, you know... You're not living your full life, as they say. That's what they say, the kids. The kids. Yeah. You know, uh, Josh and I have incredible amounts of faith in our ideas. Uh, We really do. How do you know that our ideas are as good as we think they are? How do you know that our ideas are good enough for you to go out and take out loans, spend your savings, spend your kids... the money you were spending for this saving for this kid's high school college how do you know that our ideas are worth racking up your credit cards uh remortgaging your house it's because josh scares the internet for rules of getting rich quick to which we judge your schemes by where do rules come from this week uh today's rules are 10 money rules that helped me become a millionaire at 28 by sam dogan yeah dogan uh, rule number one noel yeah Consider both progressive and conservative strategies. That's strategies. Right. That's right. Consider them both because you guys, everyone needs a post office. That's right. And we got time for one more, I guess. Uh, sure. Number two, live like you're poorer than you actually are. That's right. Save, scrimp, and stick around post office, right? Uh, we'll buy our stamps. We'll buy the ones we don't need. We need you guys, whether it's to vote, to get our social security checks, whatever it is. We need the post office, guys. We do. So we're two for two, guys. Post office is definitely going to get back on its feet and become the moneymaker it's supposed to be. <laughs> yep. So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs> Back gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky.